0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, July 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK is abandoning hope of a speedy trade deal with the US. And Donald Trump has a warning on how the pandemic will progress in the United States. Plus, Latin America is at the center of the coronavirus pandemic. The FT's Michael Stott will explain why economists are warning of a new debt crisis. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Last year, the British government set out to fast-track a trade agreement with the U.S. The idea was that a deal would be done by late summer of this year. It was supposed to be an early win for the U.K. on leaving the European Union. But things have turned out differently, and officials have given up hope that a deal will be done by late summer. In fact, senior government figures told the FT that there will be no comprehensive deal with the U.S. before the presidential election in early November. Officials blame the coronavirus pandemic for the slow progress, but the two sides are also still grappling over long-running contentious issues, such as whether to allow U.S. agricultural products into the U.K. market. A third round of talks will start on Monday, but neither side expects a conclusive breakthrough. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo discussed the negotiations as he met with Prime Minister Boris Johnson and other senior U.K. politicians in London yesterday. He said he wanted to, quote, bring this to a closure just as quickly as possible. Mr. Pompeo also used his visit to encourage Britain to join a broad alliance against China. The U.K. government is facing new pressure to impose sanctions on Chinese officials responsible for the oppression of Muslim Uyghurs. Mr. Pompeo also commended the UK's response to China so far. I want to take this opportunity to uh, congratulate the British government for its principled responses to these challenges. Uh, you've made a sovereign decision to ban Huawei from future 5G networks. You've joined other free nations to condemn China's broken promises on the sign Sino-British treaty. You generously opened your doors to Hong Kongers who seek nothing more than fleeing just for some freedom. And yesterday, you suspended your extradition treaty and extended uh, your arms embargo on China to Hong Kong itself. And after a months-long hiatus, yesterday, Donald Trump's afternoon coronavirus briefings returned. And the U.S. president had a somber message for Americans about the pandemic. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Something I don't like saying about things, but that's the way it is. Before Tuesday, Mr. Trump had not held a coronavirus briefing since late April. His message stood in contrast to the rosier predictions he offered in recent weeks that the virus would just disappear. And after months of refusing to publicly wear a mask, the president asked this of Americans. When you are not able to socially distance, wear a mask, get a mask. Uh, Whether you like the mask or not, uh, they have an impact, they'll have an effect, and we need everything we can get. Yesterday, the U.S. reported more than 1,000 daily coronavirus deaths for the first time since May. That brings the total number of deaths to more than 140,000. Latin America is at the center of the coronavirus pandemic. The region has suffered some of the worst infection rates and highest death tolls in the world. And there are a few reasons why the outbreak has unfolded this way.
1: One is that it's the world's most urbanized continent. There's a lot of very large cities. That's the FT's Latin America editor, Michael Stott. Those cities contain a lot of slums and there are quite weak health systems. And then you have the cultural fact of families living together and a lot of informal labor, a lot of people going out every day to earn a living.
0: And that combination of factors has meant that the lockdown measures that were effective in Europe and parts of Asia have proved much harder to enforce in the region, meaning it was much harder to contain the virus. And now economists warn that the region risks falling into a new debt crisis, even worse than the last big bust of the 1980s. Michael has more.
1: So, Mark, Latin America has a long and troubled history with debt, and the last big Latin America debt crisis was in the 1980s, when many of the region's biggest countries couldn't pay, and that ended with a big debt relief program organized by the United States called the Brady Plan that restructured Latin American countries' debts. So that was the last big debt crisis. More recently, the region's been struggling with the fallout from the end of the commodities boom because it's a region full of commodities exporters. And they enjoyed a a big boom in the first decade of the century when China was buying more of their agricultural exports in particular. And that came to an end around 2012. And so the region came into this coronavirus epidemic in in bad shape with a lot of pre-existing conditions, low growth and high debt. So it was limping, if you like, even before the virus struck. Right. And, And now economists
0: are concerned about whether the pandemic will trigger another Latin American debt crisis.
1: Yes. So what's happened is that Latin America had low growth coming in. It's It had relatively high debt levels by global standards for emerging markets. So it was in a fairly weak condition. Quite a few of the Latin American countries had big fiscal deficits coming in, Brazil in particular. And so they were weak already. And now they've had to spend a great deal more to support their citizens during the pandemic, to increase social spending and medical spending. And so their borrowing is shooting up very, very quickly. We're seeing the finances, the public finances in Latin America deteriorating very fast. That's a big concern because unlike Europe and the United States, Latin American countries don't have strong currencies. They don't have a big pool of investors who are ready to keep buying their bonds, whatever happens. And they don't have central banks that can do lots of quantitative easing to help soak up all the bonds that they issue.
0: Michael, you you talk about investors, and and I'm curious about how they're viewing the situation. Um, Do they see this as an opportunity, or, or are they more cautious given the risks you mentioned?
1: Well, so far, Mark, creditors have been continuing to buy Latin American debt from the countries that have issued. So countries like Brazil and Peru and Chile have been able to continue to issue debt since the virus struck at relatively favorable rates. And that's a function too of the fact that there's so much liquidity washing around at the moment with all the central bank action in the United States and Europe. And the fact that Latin debt is still paying better yields than than debt in Europe or America, which is now almost zero or negative. However, the concern is that that situation will not last and that as the finances of these countries deteriorate, investors will become much less willing to buy their debt. It'll become much harder to fund themselves and then you can end up with a crisis.
0: So what does this all mean for these countries in the long term? Uh, Where might they turn for support?
1: Well, there's really only one place they can turn, and that's to the International Monetary Fund. The difficulty here, Mark, is that the IMF is limited in the amount it can lend by the funds it has available. It has, at the moment, it says up to a trillion dollars, which sounds like a huge amount of money. But actually, when you look at the funding needs of these countries, that's not Enough. So there's a big movement afoot among some of the Latin American countries to try to persuade the IMF to increase the amount of money it has available. The difficulty there is that the United States has blocked that so far as uh, not willing to countenance an increase in, in IMF resources. And so there's a bit of a stalemate. And the concern is that the fact that at the moment the situation has not become critical means that action is delayed or not taken. And then a year or two down the road, when the debt crisis this really hits, the IMF doesn't have the funds it needs to tackle the problem.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
1: Selling a little
0: or a lot? Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,